to the Dadcast. This week, we talk about Daleks, Ikea, and the B word. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Hello, and welcome to another Dadcast. So, Richard, how are you doing up there in sunny Bedfordshire? Sunny Bedfordshire, it actually is sunny. As I look out the window now, it's very sunny. And I am doing absolutely fantastic. All is good. And as always, it's fantastic to speak to you. How are you doing, Perky? I'm all right, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying the, the weather's a bit nicer. It's just so much easier when you sort of nipping out into the garden to hang washing up and you can just chuck some wellies on the kids rather than going, right, let's get your coat and get your scarf and get your gloves. And oh, it's dark now. We need to go back in. <laughs> I know, it makes a difference. Spring is on its way. Thank heavens. And yeah, all is good. Luckily, there's nothing disastrous that's going to scupper the spring feeling, maybe, you know, in the next week or so, like stuff that we probably shouldn't talk about. Brexit! Anyway, sorry, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What's on your mind? Unbelievable! I was going to say, I'm going to go somewhere that we've never gone before. Yeah. With the dad cast. It's the B word. Were you going to say that? (laughs) Yeah! It's at the top of my list. Yeah. It's Brexit. Listen... I don't want to talk politics, but I'm going to mention Brexit because (laughs) we were watching the news the other day and it was on one of the votes and Soph and I were just a a little bit lost on on the whole of it and trying to piece together what it's all about. And it got to the end (laughs) and Phoebe said, so um, what is all this Brexit thing then? (laughs) And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, it's just been on the TV because I didn't think she was actually listening to it. What is it? I said, have you heard about it? And she said, well, no, just now, which is quite, quite refreshing. <laughs> thinking, God, I wish I'd just heard of it now. Wow. I said, what, you, you want to know about Brexit? She said, yeah, what is it? So Soph wasn't in the room. Soph had gone and taken Georgia up to bed. And I said, right, OK, well, it's a bit like, uh, it, okay, it's a bit like we're in a club and then we've decided that actually we want to, and then I was, I was, I was sort of stumbling. I was thinking, OK, so, Phoebe, you and I, we, anyway, I, I, went, I went around the houses for a while. And then I've got to admit, it came up with quite a good analogy, which I won't sort of repeat necessarily now because it's probably been done a million times, but it was quite good. And she kind of got it. And then Soph came downstairs and she said to Soph about Brexit. Um, and then Soph added a little bit because I was trying to, I was stumbling on a, on a concept or a word. And then Phoebe was like, oh, I get it. I was like, really? She said, yeah. So we don't want to leave the club. I said, well... No, not not really. It's gonna it's, there's gonna be quite a few problems that are caused. But she kind of got it, and she went okay. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's wow. really good. I suppose the point is that it was quite refreshing how she'd asked possibly the biggest question to date, and then I was able to explain it <laughs> yeah. measured. Yeah, and then she was able to go, oh, okay. And I thought, wow. You imagine if the government had got hold of that and the same thing and it was all just done so easily. (laughs) I often find it's really nice and refreshing to try to explain something to Matilda because it does make you kind of break it down into a simpler version almost because you can get so sort of tied up in your views on it and the kind of the passion of all that. So when it's kind of like trying to break something like that down, it it kind of allows you to sort of, I don't know... I'm going to say break again, but break it apart a bit more. I nearly no, had I, a big discussion yeah. with Tilly the other day. We were just having our lunch and uh, I'd gone through next door for some reason. I can't remember why. I'd gone to get something from the kitchen and I came back through and we had the radio on and it was the news. And then Tilly just looked a little bit forlorn and I was like, everything all right, Tilly? She said, yeah, just the the man who's who's dying on the, on the radio. And I was like, uh. so it'd been something on the news had sort of 
troubled her. But we'd never oh, really? mentioned dying before, but she must have heard about it somewhere and must know kind of something about it. But maybe she knows it's a bad thing, but doesn't know exactly what it is. But, you know, luckily it was just this thing, this thought that she was beginning to have. But luckily she didn't sort of dwell on it too long and didn't sort of, you know... I, I don't think she has anyway. I don't think she has. But it's it, it's it's it, coming to that time for us where those big questions well, are coming. It, I suppose they don't let anything slip. And I think that's the thing. They'll keep asking and really need to know the answer about something, which is good, which goes back to the Brexit word, that actually it's just like, no, I want to know about it. I and, know. Uh, See, and, if, and if you mm. can level with them and say, well, this is it, and if you try to fob them off, and it's actually quite good for us because I, I think it makes us, re- as you said, break things down and, and really think about it. We're not always that direct. We're not always that accurate or a bit vague. That's the thing. We sort of, oh, yeah, it's kind of that. But also with the Brexit thing that I think we would just have our opinion and be kind of, you know, I get kind of angry when I hear so much stuff on the television that's the opposite opinion because I just think that's absolute BS and it's nonsense and it's lies and all that kind of stuff. But then when you're explaining it to a child, you end up arguing both sides because you don't want to sort of like come down heavily on one so you end up sort of kind of compassionately arguing what the people on the other side think as well I, I and kind of understanding I completely agree more, you know I completely agree because actually she said to me what do we want and in the end it's like Phoebe we don't actually know now because <laughs> it's so confusing we don't know we just we want it to be know. over we don't know what it's about there's, a, there's an honesty isn't there there is. And the more uh, the kids understand, the more difficult it becomes. We're both actors. I was on an episode of Doctors a couple of weeks yes, ago. Yes, I know. How'd it go? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's called The Sharp of the Tongue was the episode. And, and it's the first thing that either Rachel or I have done that we haven't showed Tilly. I, I kind of nearly did at the time. And then I thought, because of this whole thing we're saying about understanding, I just thought, she's going to listen to every word that I say. And she's going to understand <laughs> enough of it that it could trouble her because, you know, in the episode you realise that this guy he's a he works as a in a clinic that deals with child psychology and child care and all that kind of stuff, and it turns out by the end that their eleven-year-old daughter had committed suicide, which is like a dark, dark area for daytime TV, like crazy. That is dark. very dark, almost unnecessarily dark, isn't it? It's like it's yeah. just too far. Anyway, yeah. but it's, you know, it's, it's sort of tastefully done and sort of handled nicely and things. But I was just thinking, I don't want Tilly even getting a whiff of what that might mean. No, 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 not at all. You know, not at all. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I played a song to, to Phoebe. Basically, I've, you know, over the years, I've recorded quite a few songs and, and just sort of demos and things like that. And there was a song that I wrote for, for Soph when we got married. It was just for her. It wasn't for anyone else to listen to. It was a bit like, you know, something I want to write for you. I've got I've you got now me. and you can't get away. <laughs> was that the one? Oh, oh yeah, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, and I'd sort of forgotten about it. Um, we were talking about things and I said, actually, I wrote a song for your mum. She said, can I listen to it? I said, well, if you want to. So I've got it on the, uh, you know, sort of a, a WAV file. I haven't even put it into a, a CD or anything. It's on the computer. And uh, I played it, and it's quite. Um, I guess it's a uh, sort of bit of a waltz, and uh, you know, it's just it's 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 just for Soph. It wasn't for anyone else, you know, in a way. Yeah. It wasn't for anyone else to listen to. It was, that's it. And she got really upset. 
Oh, Phoebe started really? to cry. I was like, what are you crying? She said, it sounds sad. I said, no, but it's not. It was about, it's, it's for your mum. And I said, you know, and I think it was just the fact that it's like a walk. Bah, 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 bah. I was thinking, well, are you crying because of my songwriting abilities and my singing? <laughs> Did you completely got... misjudge the song? Because kids understand. <laughs> yeah. I know. She's probably like, I thought you were my rock and roll dad. And you're singing a soppy waltz about mummy. <laughs> Talking nappies, talking crap. The Perky and Man Dadcast. So, basically taking Georgia, went to meet my parents. And it was a 15-minute walk. And the entire walk was Georgia, so this is my four-year-old, and me trying to escape the Daleks. Oh, and it was Georgia's wow. idea. As we left, on our road, one of the houses has had their door painted, exact replica of the TARDIS door. Exact. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And I think the people who, who own it now were not the ones who had it done. They've obviously changed over, but the people have kept it, which is a really good thing. So every time we walk past, and it's just on our road, you know, the girls are like, oh, it's a TARDIS. So we walk past, and George is like, a TARDIS? I went, yeah. And she said, oh, no, that means the Daleks are, are after us. And I said, really? She said, yeah, the Daleks are after us because they're going to come out of the TARDIS. And I was like, whoa, whoa, no, no, George, they're not going to come out they of the TARDIS. They would never get because, in the TARDIS, George. Because the doctor will be in there. But anyway, she didn't listen to me and carried on. She said, yeah, but they're coming after us. We've got to run. We've got to run. So we ran about Sorry, 10 paces. Sorry, can I just stop you here? So I love that she's come up with this and you have not gone, you're right, let's go. You've just gone, no, no, technically the Daleks will never be able to uh, no, penetrate the fortress of the TARDIS. You're an idiot, no. my four-year-old. You're an no, idiot. I... <laughs> now, I just wanted to correct her on some basic fundamentals of, of, of Doctor Who knowledge there. So we were running. We ran a little bit and then she said, oh, quick, they're going to come after us. OK, so we, we stopped. She went, no, we can't. We can't stop. We've got to keep running. Got to keep running. Uh, I said, right, well, we'll get around the corner and then we'll be safe. No, 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 not safe because the Daleks can see around corners with their binoculars. OK. You went, sorry, okay, Georgia. Right. Technically, they cannot see around corners, you imbecile. Yeah, I should... Yeah, <laughs> They're a lot more powerful than that. They all sense that you're there. And she said, she said, oh, but if they get us, they'll eat us. I did have to say, no, George, they won't eat us. They'll exterminate did us. Did you say they'll that? They'll exterminate us. Did yeah, I did, because she said they're going to eat us. I did. This is what I'm telling you. I said, they'll exterminate us. And, she, and then she said, they'll, they'll dead us. And I said, well, yeah, they'll dead us through extermination. And I thought extermination was a lot better, going back to sort of the whole dead thing. I'll allow dead us. I'll allow that, George, <laughs> but us. just be careful next time. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I said, well, how, how are we going to escape? And she said, well, when we get there, actually, we'll pop into the pub to meet my parents. So when we get to the pub, it'll be warm. And the Daleks don't like warmth. Oh, I, I, said, bet you, right. I bet your head blew up then. Well, it did. And I just thought, you know what? We've got the pub in sight. And once we get to the pub, we won't actually have to talk about being chased by Daleks. But it was 10 minutes of being chased by Daleks, 10 minutes of her talking to me about stuff, 10 minutes of us walking, running, just, you know, I let her talk. It was a monologue. What I should have done is recorded it because it was pretty good. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously to get out my interjections, which is obviously um, probably I shouldn't have done. But anyway, the Daleks, chasing by Daleks. And do you know what? I, I, I agree with you and I'm looking forward to being chased by Daleks quite a lot more. In fact, when she stops talking about being chased by Daleks, I'll look back fondly and go, oh, come on. Let's yeah. be chased by Daleks, because I don't think Phoebe would want that anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're going, no, not the warmth of the pub. We're just meeting <laughs> not... mum and dad up the stairs. <laughs> and that's where the Daleks can't get to us. Uh, do you know what? I, I, I think, you know, you've got such a lovely family and I, I, I feel very warmly 
towards your daughters, but sometimes I do feel sorry for them. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. It sounds, it sounds a lot of fun. I can't wait to be doing that. Oh, it's going to be yeah. soon, it's going to be soon. Lovely. Yeah, too right, too right. All right, well, well, this, listen, this is a new thing, like games that only you and your kids play. Like if you've, anyone listening, if you've got any games that you think are just specific to you and yeah. your kids, we'd love to hear them. Get in contact at Dadcast UK on Twitter or forward slash Dadcast UK on Facebook or, you know, just, I don't know, just find find our numbers online and phone us. You probably know us. You probably know us. Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Hey, listen, I'm due some congratulations because I did something for the first time since the girls were born, since Matilda was born three and a half years ago. I did something that I think it takes a while for dads to do. I successfully fought off a cold. Hey! (laughs) Every time there's a cold going around the family, I think I'm going to fight it off. I'm going to take paracetamol. I'm going to have barocas. I'm going to keep myself healthy. I'm going to... Oh, there's the cold. Oh, there it is. Every time. Yeah. Well, it's the the trading of snot and everything, isn't it? You know, you you want to give the girls a cuddle and kiss. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. They seem to want to kiss more when they've got the trail of snot coming out their nose. Like, they don't want the, the, me. They don't want to be near me when they're healthy. And then when they're snotty, they're like, come on, daddy. <laughs> come on. Trade, trade snotty, salty taste. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And then you find it, you find a sort of like a trail on your shoulder, don't you, where they've sort of rubbed their nose on you. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And you yeah, just think yeah, you're yeah. doing it. You're think, you think you're going to get away with it. And then just all of a sudden, at the very end, just when they're all better, suddenly it's like, oh, there we go. But I, uh, I managed to avoid it. <laughs> That's great news. That's yeah, great. Thanks. Well, you probably, as a family, you've probably built up some tolerances now, haven't you? Because it, it's that thing that, that obviously children need to get so many coughs and colds and this and that to fight off different bacteria and, and start to manage it. And I guess as a family, you, you move on from that. It's a bit like NITS. I remember there was about, I think, Phoebe's first year at school where either Phoebe or Georgia had nits and they were just going around and we were really good and really vigilant at, at um, you know, doing their hair properly in, uh, you know, with, with knit, um, knit shampoo and everything. We were absolutely on it and there was a moment where we were doing it every single night for both of them and it was just, wow. you know, not only a, a cost, but, you know, it just, it, it's not a very nice process. No. But there were obviously some parents who were just didn't give a monkeys and were obviously not doing it because every time we got rid of them, that kids gave them back again. It was just like, come on, doesn't matter what we're doing now. Oh, no. It's those, it's those parents who are, who are just not giving a damn, you know, and not sh- <laughs> spending money out on shampoo and not having that horrible having to wash your hair every single night and go through it with a knit comb. Oh, yeah. God. But, it, but, but, but funny enough, we've not had that for about a year, year and a half. So That's it's almost good. like the knits have gone, ah, we're done with them now. You okay, know, so done, as, moved on. As a bit of dad cast advice for people that are going through the whole knit thing at the moment listening, hello, you n- yeah. knit, knit families. Um, a yeah. close, close knit People who are scratching families. their heads at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thinking, why am I listening to this? No, um, just, yeah. <laughs> what have you found over your, your years of, of knit and, uh, and, and louse removal? Um, what have you found well, to like be a, the most effective yes, well, way? The, well, the, well, this is yes, Richard's uh, knit advisory service, uh, <laughs> dot, dot. Dot org. <laughs> um, there, uh, well, what was one of the things you do is, um, if I remember rightly, you. This is where Soph will listen to the the uh, dadcast and go, "No, it's wrong, Rich. It's wrong." And then I'll have to come on next week and say, "Actually, it was this." But I'm sure you smothered it with um, conditioner. 
And I think the conditioner is a really good thing that just kills them. Now, I, this oh, is, wow. yeah, I'm probably totally Normal wrong. conditioner? Yeah, we went through a load of different shampoos and you have to use them and some seem to work and some stink and some you have to leave on for a day and others you wash in an eight straight. No, not a day. I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> elaborating. But um, I'm sure there was something about you get uh, just regular conditioner because we were spending a lot of money on a lot of different products. and But you get conditioner and leave it on and it basically kills them. So I think that's okay. a really good thing. But I think you've also just got to keep, you know, keep on with it. Keep cool. on with it because um, it's going to, you know, it'll happen and then eventually it'll go. Eventually. Ba, well, ba, da, ba. So if you are someone who's um, suffering with nits and stuff at the moment, then obviously don't take this advice. Just wait until the next episode of the Dadcast in a couple of weeks where <laughs> Sophie will come on and give the actual advice. In fact, that'll be the first time that it'll be okay for Sophie to nitpick. Because she'll be... Hey! Very good. Very the, good. Very yeah. good. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. The Perky and Man Dadcast. Holding your hand and getting you to push through the first few years of fatherhood. Okay, so listen, this is something that I need to talk about. Ikea. <laughs> Ikea. Okay. Oh, what, Brexit I, I, and Ikea. I've, I've this a, is going to be a tough podcast I, to sell. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I, the yin and yang. Uh, Ikea. You know, what do you feel about IKEA? Keep, I mean, keep it short, keep it short. But what do you think about IKEA? I think they are a wonderful company because I did two commercials for IKEA in Germany oh, last did. year. So I think they're you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to say that. No. You're gonna have to say that. Do you know what? I do. I do like IKEA. They've served me well over the years. But I don't remember if we've ever gone. No, we have gone with the kids. But but the times that we've gone most successfully have been times when. We've given the kids to the grandparents and then we've gone and yeah. it's been a really nice yeah. kind of like, ah, even though it's Ikea, it's still kind of a peaceful time because there's not kids trying to get like trolleys and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's the point. We've been there quite a few times over years and earlier this week, so I've said we need to go to get some new covers for the, the settee and bedside chest of drawers. Uh, and she said she'll go there with her mum and I said, no, 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 I'll go with you. I'll go with you. And she said, you sure? You sure? You know, you can stay with the girls and, and, and I'll just go and get the whole thing done. I said, no, no, let's go. Let's get up early Sunday <laughs> Sunday morning. Get out there, get in, get out. Let's do it. Anyway, cut to Sunday. And we didn't get out quite as early as, as we expected to. And then when we got there, the car park was pretty rammed. This is oh, one of Milton Keynes. And no. um, already I was a bit, I was just feeling that sort of on the back foot slightly and thinking, well, so did actually say to me, you don't have to be there. Um, and so I, I thought, okay, I can't really moan. But at the same time, I can feel myself, I can feel a kind of like a, I can just feel that moan coming on. You know what I mean? You yeah. just think, I know, I'm going to I'm gonna bore myself, but I'm going to start to moan. Got in there. You can put the girls, in a, or, or any children, up to ten, in a place called Small Land. Oh, okay. Um, and essentially, it's their creche, and you've got an hour. One whole hour. Anyway, we were queuing. We queued for 15 minutes to get them in to Small Land. Oh, my God. And in the... I know, we queued. And in there, I mean, they've been there before, and that was part of the incentive for getting them there. And then we'd got an hour to then just go and do everything. In the queue, after five minutes, we're saying to the girls, look, you sure you want to be in the queue? What we could do is we can go and get something in the cafe. We can get you, you know, a cake or something and a drink. And they they were like, no, yeah, meatballs. And they were like, no, 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 we we want to stay in the queue. We want to go into Small Land. So eventually they did. And I said to Soph, right, I'm sorry, we've got to go for a coffee now because I just, already I'm like, ah! <laughs> a coffee, dime cake. Dime cake didn't taste as good as it usually does. Uh, and, and I think this was just my, this is my state of mind. Not that it was no different from usual. Coffee was no different from usual. Even the thoughts of meatballs, I thought, do you know what? I don't even want meatballs. I don't want meatballs at the moment. Soph was very good. She said something along the lines of, so are you going to brighten up at all? <laughs> and I said, no, no. 
I said, I'm really sorry. I'm being moody here. It's not your fault. You know, you gave me the opt-out choice. Anyway, we then start walking around and we get, we, we decide what colour beige of beige our sofa should be. And uh, and we sit on the sofas and then I sort of, I almost feel that kind of like that, that mist coming over me where I just think, oh, God, I need to click my heels together and say there's no place like home and just to be out of here, out just of to it. be out of here. Anyway, we ju- it was it was just queuing. I, I, the point is nothing against IKEA; it's really good. But we got halfway round, the buzzer thing went, which means we needed to get the girls. No, and then we had to bring the girls back, or so got them to bring them back because we had not finished yet. And then the same thing happened where you know they're great, but they just want to do things and they just want to follow the arrows on the floor and touch everything and. You know, play because they're kids. That's yeah, what they do. Yeah. And they want to oh climb on my. the chairs and they want to pick oh, up the toys. They just want to climb and be, just be silly and, and understandable. You know, that's what you, of course, you want to do that. And then obviously we had to queue for ages to get out. And then the girls wanted to go to the toilet before they got out. And then we hadn't, because they'd not gone into the cafe with us, they were hungry. And then they were upset, sort of a bit moany, which is understandable because they'd, be, they'd not eaten for about two and a half hours. Ah! Oh, so, see, but, uh, but, so my uh, advice about IKEA would be always make sure you sit down and have the meatballs, and then when you get to the chills oh. and when you come out, always just know that there's a is it fifty p or seventy five p hot dog waiting for you. I know, but you had to queue again. It was no. just the idea that we'd queue. Yeah, it was a massive queue. So we, you know, we queued to get the girls in to to Smallland. We'd obviously queued going around IKEA. We'd queued to pay, and then would have had to queue to get the seventy five pence hot dog. So we're like. But all said and done, we got the stuff we wanted to. But I think it's just that moment of going, you know what? It's not just IKEA, it's shopping. For me, it's shopping. And I think, and for a lot of people it is, and I think it's that idea of getting in early. It's like Milton Keynes. If we've we've ever done Milton Keynes, the best time I ever went, I got in there at nine o'clock by myself. It was in the week, to be fair, so there was no one around. But as soon as you hit 10 o'clock with anywhere, but you get in there straight away, get in and out. I think that's the key to it. Do you know so what? anyway, There's... that's my, my rant over and Soph will be I... listening to this going, oh my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> See, I don't mind going to Sainsbury's with both the girls. I know it's going to be a challenge because I know they're going to get bored and I know that Emily's going to want to stand up in a seat and get out and it's always a bit stressy. But you know what? I think I can cope with that and I know that I've taken both girls out so that allows Rachel to get on and do something like she could, you know, do some work stuff she needs to do or if she wants to um, have a quick tidy up or do some, whatever, you know, whatever needs to be done. If I think if I can take both girls out, then that is completely fine and then that frees up a bit of time for for Rachel. But I've got to say, those days when you go, oh, I'm going to go to the shops and then you know, maybe Tilly's at school and maybe Emily's gone down for a nap and you just think, oh, my God, the solo shop. How <laughs> lovely is the solo <laughs> shop? It's just a real like, oh, just floating around the aisles, just like, oh, this is lovely. This is nice. Yeah. I like it. I have to say, that's that's good about that little land or whatever it's called. That I Small wonder land, if, yeah. so if you were doing it again, would you consider yeah. dropping one of them off and just having Ooh. to contend with one child and then when the buzzer goes, taking the other child, swapping them over? That would... could be good. It could be good. But I think if you've got a queue, it might be sort of counterproductive. Or the, or the only alternative is is you take a full set of disguises for all of you. <laughs> so you take them in. And then you take them back again. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that is good. Oh, my gosh. Or, or just know exactly what you want and do it within the hour. I think the thing is you always go off piste, or we do. You know, you go in there for two things and then you start going, oh, look, a plant pot. Oh, look, I can buy another two million candles, which 
you know, I don't need, but I might just need two million candles in the next two months. It's or, crazy. You know, you, that's what you do. But that, I guess that's part of the charm. Part of the charm. Berkey, been great speaking to you. Have a fantastic week and we'll speak very soon. We'll speak very soon. Loads more to talk about, as you say. Loads, loads yeah, of stuff to talk too about. Right, so too we'll, right. we'll be back in, uh, in, a, in a little bit with another one. So, yeah, lovely. All right. Speak to you soon. Subscribe to the Perky and Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk.